Alright, welcome to Heavy Radio episode 19. Back at it again. This is Heavy Aaron. Radio 19. This is Marco. Marco's here. And also, Marco, who is our guest today? We got a special guest for you guys. And we have our most excellent guest, Sean Peck from Cage, The Three Tremors, Denner Sherman, and Death Dealer with the new one, Conquered Lands, out now through Steel Cartel, www.steelcartel.com, getting rave reviews from all over the world, magazines, papers, webzines, terrestrial radio online. Uh, it's, it's a great feeling and uh, awesome to have Sean Peck here. Hell yeah, we'll be talking to Sean soon. But first, we will jump into some news stories. i got a couple here for you. As the year is wrapping up, uh, not too much uh, crazy going on, but there is some new exciting new music on the future on coming next year. Um, we got uh, Blackmore's Night, um, Ace Fraley, and Rob Halford with Judas Priest, just to name a few, have recently sounded out. Um, they are working on new music, so that's really exciting. Um, it's been a very long year to say the least, so looking forward to some some good news, some new music for the new year. Um, so that is awesome. And the other new story um, I found here is that uh, the company Stern, uh, Stern Pinball, who's made a ton of machines, they worked with people like such as the Beatles and Metallica, ACDC, Iron Maiden, to name a few. Um, they're now going to be working with Led Zeppelin to make a new pinball table, which looks um, sounds really awesome. I've, all the ones I mentioned before, I've seen, got to play a couple of them, and they are rad. So. I'm excited to see Led Zeppelin joining that roster. Yeah, and looking on the rockin' side, you got ACDC with the number one record around the world, the fastest-selling record of 2020. Um, saw a news bite from Al Petrelli where he was saying, um, singing the praises of John Oliva, saying he's been sending him new music and new songs, new ideas all the time. Uh, he doesn't have an exact plan, but he really wants to get some sabotage out there as soon as uh, we all can get back out to concerts. So that is amazing. And uh, yeah, we also want to say rock and power to death's Chuck Schuldner, who passed away this date in 2001. Um, and uh, yeah, crank some death uh, loud for Chuck. Without further ado, we'll get into it uh, with Sean Peck. Death Dealer has a new record that you can get now at SteelCartel.com. Uh, the album is called Conquered Lands, and it's www.SteelCartel.com. It's getting rave reviews from all over the world, uh, magazines, papers, webzines, online, you name it. So that, that, uh, that bit of it has to feel great there, Sean. I mean, would you? Did you expect anything less from me? I mean, come on, guys. I mean, that's like <laughs> standard procedure. No, uh, and especially you know, working uh, with so many amazing people, and in in this lineup, Stu Marshall, Steve Bolognese, Mike Lapond from Symphony X. I mean, I guess uh, I think anybody would have to be crazy not to expect uh, some some fantastic heavy metal. So this is the the third album, right? There was War Master, Hollowed Grounds, and now Conquered Lands. Yes. Um, yeah, man. I want it before we go into that. You know, my friend owns a uh, bar that's got a bunch of uh, video games in it, 
and he has the yeah. biggest pinball machine. Like they have pinball pinball tournaments there. It's like where all the pinball ball freaks go, and he like buys all the brand new games like right when they go on sale. He owns a strip club right next to it too. It's really cool. You can get wasted, have a burger, play pinball, and then stumble over to the strip club and check out right. some check out some of the ladies. Uh, but he yeah he so he's gonna be he'll he'll probably call me tomorrow and go dude I'm getting the Led Zeppelin dude I'm getting the Led Zeppelin because the Rick and Morty went on sale and it sold out in four hours for like <laughs> eight thousand bucks and now you can't get them for like twenty grand it's like geez uh, the Rick the Rick and Morty one went crazy I'm I'm gonna go down there tomorrow and actually play it so anyways but I digress enough pinball talk um, Conquered Lands yes. Um, our third record, we had this thing done for like um, four years and we finally got around to finishing it. You know, we were sitting on this for a long time. So it's kind of a weird one for me because I've been listening to that album for years now and I'm doing all this press and like, and I had to go back and kind of re uh, appreciate, re-listen to it, appreciate it because Death Dealer has already finished the fourth album, and we're almost done with the fifth album now. <laughs> Since COVID's been going on, dude, I, I've recorded like seventy or eighty songs or something. I have so much, so much metal about to spew forth to the masses um, that you know I had to go back and go, okay, yeah, this is a kick-ass record because um, I'm so into the new shit that I've been recording, you know. Um, but it's it's really cool because. Um, it sold. We sold out um, of the vinyl and the first pressing of the Digipack, which is a pretty good number. Um, and it's it's getting great support. We did a lot of you know marketing for it. We always put together these really cool packages. But one thing we can talk about is we, you know, people are like, well, I I looked for it on Spotify and I couldn't find it. I could only <laughs> find three songs. Well, that's how we set it up. That there are only three songs, which are the three songs we put out on uh, vid- videos for are on Spotify and the rest of the record, you know, we had this going from day one of our, our press junket was you have to support metal and you have to support the band and go out and buy it. Um, I don't know what you, you know, what you guys think about it, but to me, it's just, it's mind boggling that, you know, Friday comes around and there's all these new record releases and you can just click on your laptop and push a button and listen to everything for free. Like you spent all that time work, all that time and money working to put this record out, and it is just free for everybody. The day that yeah, it comes out. I, I mean, there, there's yeah. What do you think about that? I've been I've been following you for some time, and and also being a, a musician, I've I've definitely experienced it too. So that was actually one of the first questions I was going to get into about. I know you've been critical of a number of the ways that other artists have been getting their music out there, and by staying away from some companies, it seems like it's helped strengthen this release, staying away from some companies and some types of releases that other people are doing. Um, I definitely, just as a long time metalhead, I love the physical product and getting artwork. And I think, I think that can change with the times. And obviously it does without ever having to be, everyone just agrees to get, you know, pennies on, um, for their new music on some type of streaming service. So I, I definitely think that was a smart move. And, you know, where I'm coming from, I love that because I wouldn't want it any other way than to get um, even some of the, you know, the bonuses and the artwork and 
uh, just drop the needle on that album as the artist intended. So, so I personally love that mm -hmm. you guys took that, took that stand. A lot of the press has really been uh, embracing that, which is, is really cool. And um, the other thing that we did is like when we released a music video, you know, we're, we're really all about our email list. If, you know, we want people to be on our email list and the email list guys not only got to see the video like one or two days before everybody else did, but um, they also got a, an MP3 of the song for free. You know, because I'm like, hey, if we're gonna, if it's gonna be on YouTube and Spotify, I might as well send everyone the fucking EP, MP3. Fuck it, mm -hmm. you know. And so yeah. like, people really dug that that not that they got, you know, uh, boom, click. Here's the new video, and here, here's the song. Load it up in your fucking phone, and you can listen to it whenever. And um, the three, you know, tracks that we put out were really strong, and people fucking loved them, and that probably helped drive sales and. Well, the one I'll leave you with this one statement that I stole from Stan Lee. I've been saying in the press, I said, you know, we're, we're trying to be steel cartels trying to be the kings of the physical medium because we're, you know, our stuff looks amazing and it's got, you know, innovative shit that not a lot of people have done yet. We're always trying to think of something new and crazy. We've got new crazy ideas coming up in the future. But Stan Lee uh, talked about comic books, and I talked about, I do the same thing for metal. It's like, uh, heavy metal is like a nice pair of tits. It's much better holding it in your hands than it is looking at it on the internet. Right? I, I really, I, I think very few people could disagree with that. <laughs> oh, there's some, man. There's, <laughs> they, we, we've definitely been realizing how many pussies there are in the heavy metal world, and especially in the heavy metal press uh lately it's uh, it's amazing you know people like to me to me this death dealer album and, and the stuff that i like is just straight heavy metal i mean it's like you know i grew up on iron maiden and judas priest and you know mm -hmm. thrash stuff so i like my stuff like painkiller on steroids and like all these <laughs> reviews are like oh this is freaking testosterone muscle metal with leather and studs and you know, glory to the old days. I'm like that. That's just heavy metal. That ain't the fucking old <laughs> yeah, days. Or mu muscle bound steroid heavy metal. I mean, I don't know the fuck you're listening to. That's just, you know, you have a singer and you have fucking shredding guitars and you have, exactly. you know, double bass fucking wailing and you're gonna say that I'm some weird fucking thing. This is the this is the foundation for what all those other sub genres of metal came from so what the fuck are you talking about yeah i know uh i know uh, i know so cage has been going on multiple decades decades now i was playing tracks from astrology when i ran kult the college radio station at the university of northern iowa and uh nice. i know this has been a hard hard year for for people that play music but let's talk about keeping a band going for that kind of haul so it's like eight albums multiple multiple decades um i know that's a lot of battling 92. that you've done over the years 92 1992 yeah when cage first started mm -hmm. okay. yeah yeah so yeah and that you know cage started in the when it was super uncool to be wearing the fucking jacket with studs on it like dude metal's dead what the fuck are you thinking and we're like we don't care. We're going to scream higher and louder and play more heavy metal. And it actually, you know, 
worked for us back then because there was like a power vacuum in Southern California. There were no other bands left um, and that were like that. So when freaking something like Great White came through, which were still drawing like a thousand people back then, you know, they didn't have anybody else to call but Cage and we fucking sucked back then but we got all kinds of huge gigs when we first started so we had to, we had to learn how to be entertainers you know mm. uh, early on because uh, you know we weren't really that good of a band back then and so we had to we had to learn how to be performers to not get fucking booed off the stage and you know opening for maiden opening for priests scorpions um so you know people are like do you have any advice for uh, upcoming musicians yeah it's like don't mm-hmm. follow the trends just the, your whole musical focus should be on what you like forget what anybody else says like you need to write these songs to make you happy and if someone yeah. else digs it along the way then that's just a bonus I, I feel like yeah that's mm-hmm. applicable for for any genre really and I think it you see it pay off when there's new artists that really are passionate about what they're doing uh I think you can definitely tell in, in a lot of cases. So, so I totally, totally agree. Um, for you, when was, uh, when did the heavy music grab a hold of you? When did, when did that start kind of knowing that, that heavy metal was uh, a way of life? Man, it was like, I was into, um, you know, it's like probably sophomore. I saw my first concert. That was the fix up in Anchorage, Alaska, red skies at night, whoa, um, saved by zero, anybody listening out there, if you know what the fuck I'm talking about, um, and so I was into that, and, you know, Flock of Seagulls, and Blondie, and Duran Duran, and the Cars, and I still love those fucking records, Mm -hmm. but, um, someone turned, it was the song, You Can't Kill Rock and Roll Off Diary of a Madman, like, something about that song, hell yeah, uh, just fucking like, I was like, what? I listened to it like a billion times in a row, you know, then started listening to the rest of the record. And then my, I can't, I was in, living in Alaska, but we came down and visited California all the time. And, um, my buddy was like, uh, you know, like, Hey, check out this Scorpions album, uh, Blackout. And then I got into the Blackout album nice. and then, you know, my other friends were already into heavy metal. So, uh, they were like, hey, dude, you know, Defenders of the Faith was the first Priest album I've heard. You know, and like, upon the signs, the challenges, the streaks. And I heard that song. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Knives fly out like bullets. Yeah. What the Great fuck album. is going on? Yeah. And so um, it was, then it just like took off. And then, you know, I was totally into the Tooth and Nail album for Dokken. That was just like fucking great album and then they came up with Dio and I went to that concert and I was just like standing up just fucking lost my fucking mind and um, (laughs) we we even left halfway through Dio like Dio was cool but I wasn't into Dio like like I was at Top Tooth and Nail they Mm -hmm. fucking blew Dio off the stage that night I'm sorry Ronnie James (laughs) all due respect but you got smoked that night and uh, we uh you know, we met two girls and, and took these two girls to Thunderbird Falls, and you can do the math of the rest. But after that night, I was like, um, heavy metal is the way, <laughs> you know. And so there was just posters and everything, Cemented. you know, made, and it just it took off from there. And then, then I came down, you know, from Alaska, being an Alaska kid, to San Diego to go to college at San Diego State, at, you know, late 85. And so I was here for the heyday of the fucking arena shows of, you know, 
just any you know Ozzy Priest, anything big came through town. Even like going to see Warrant when they were starting to be really big on MTV. You know, they were rocking and the place was just packed full of super hot chicks and everybody was partying. You know, the parking lot before the concert was almost the best part. You know, it was just so cool. Mm-hmm. Just everyone blaring tunes out the back of their car and just with a freaking 10 cases of beer and smoking weed and just hot chicks all dressed up nasty running all over i mean it was like what's not to like about that then you go into the show and it's like larger than life just lasers and you know halford under a strobe like going, yeah <laughs> and uh yeah. so i i was just like um i was like you know already running around my room you know freaking air guitar and then screaming my head off but i was like let's see pl- learning how to play guitar looks like it's way too much fucking work that looks way too fucking hard. i actually have to dedicate myself to doing that like i'll just be a singer i'll just do that like no there's so singing much experience there, there it is there's so yeah, much there like... that that was that's great uh when did you realize like the notes that you could hit the range like when were you like holy shit i can uh get to some sonic levels here yeah, I mean, like, Priest was quickly my favorite band, and so I was just singing all the fucking imitating, you know, stained class all the way up to whatever. And then, you know, every, oh, yeah. and I was just doing it, and then I'm like, oh, well, I can do this. And then, you know, doing it in your bedroom and hitting some notes and then being on stage and doing it. I, when I started being in a band, I realized, well, wow, this is two different fucking things. Like, you know, the, the, the vocal endurance that it took to get through a show because my first thing the, the funny thing is like my first band was at san diego state and we were like a cover band playing these parties but san diego state was a massive party school and we would play like 30 keg like four thousand people like it's a sea of people bigger than many of the festivals i ever played like when i first started mm-hmm. just out there just so, you know lue lue you know, flew in from Miami <laughs> Beach, B-O-A-C, couldn't get us. I'm singing all that shit. And then we'd break into the trooper and, like, all the girls would go, what the fuck? And then, like, five drunk dudes would be up front going, fuck yeah! Banging their heads so up. I got, you know, I, I know we play, you know, early, like I said, you know, not being very good, I played just some humong- in front of humongous crowds um, just because of what it was. And the funny thing was, my the, the cover band you know we started getting booked to play like showcase shows with like serious super skilled you know original metal bands of the day you know these guys that were just like amazing look and we were there you know we would do like five covers like enter sandman and fucking uh whatchamacallit um of like Mark Slaughter, like Slaughter, you know, like stuff like that. And then we had maybe four originals. So you can imagine today, like if you're playing a, you know, a show, like a, you know, showcase show and some bands up there playing like 60% lame metal cover songs. And you're just looking at them like, like, what is this track? We weren't, you know, we were dressed (laughs) in not metaled out. And so all these bands were looking at us like, what in the fuck are these guys? These guys are horrible. But since we were in the we were in the scene, the college scene, we we had just mm-hmm. so many friends that we were packing these fucking clubs, even though we were just garbage. And so the promoters didn't give a shit who what we sounded like. They're just like, yeah, the yeah. band was called Ta- Taxi Evasion. They're just like, have yeah, we got to book Taxi Evasion, dude. They bring like two hundred people every night. 
and it was just a fun it's just a funny dichotomy that, that we were up there just this horrible band but all the promoters wanted to book us because we just brought people and and the real talented bands were just like dude what why is this band here they're fucking horrible but then i got into you know i got into a band called nomad and that was like a serious band and then that became cage and um the rest is history it's a, that was a fun run down memory lane awesome oh yeah and now I, I I take it so it's got to be pretty uh, pretty epic looking back now that you know you shared the stage with people like Tim Owens, Ross the Boss, Michael Denner, and Hank Sherman. Like I I don't really think someone's gone to battle with as many of uh, cool people and legendary people as you have. I think uh, it's there's a very short list of people that can say that. Yeah, especially, you know, when I when I joined the Denner Sherman thing, um, you know, if you would have told me I was going to be fucking in a band with Hank Sherman and Michael Denner back when I first discovered King Diamond and Merciful Fate, you know, just like, dude, one day you'll be in a band with these guys. I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, that's really cool. And that was, you know, it's a shame that's not happening anymore because that, you know, we were there was some magic there but there there might be something happening along those lines i can i cannot spill the full details but there there is something uh in the awesome with some of the rem some of the remnants of that plus some some new characters so uh i cannot i hate it when people go it's a secret and i can't (laughs) i hate when people do that but it's a secret and i can't say anything so, I definitely uh, understand. But yeah, you know, the, you know, yeah, we understand. Jam, the jamming with Ripper, you know, was fucking awesome because you know I was when when we we opened for them on the Jugulator tour and the Demolition tour. Um, when he did the Jugulator tour, I'm, we were fuck. Everybody, all my friends were blown away, dude. He was just unbelievable that night. We're like, he's fucking burying Alfred right now. Dude. It, was so, it was so good. And, yeah, uh, those records then, you know, are to have him so heavy and just I I I'm in the camp that that loves those records honestly and what he did live is fucking amazing still is anytime he gets on stage. It's so funny when we go you know play with the Tremors. We've done I think we've done like maybe sixty shows together. Um, you know, it's always like, dude, I don't know, man. You might have to take the high notes tonight. And I'm like, dude, you say that every fucking night. <laughs> and then you go out there and you start going, yeah. <laughs> you just start like fucking destroying it. He's like, yeah, I don't know, man. You know, it's, you know, we become, we become a good friend. We call each other, you know. The cool thing about the bands that I'm, that I'm in, like all the bands is um, we're, you know, we, we hang out and talk to each other beyond the band shit. Like we're friends. Um, you know, I call Ripper. I talk about football and other bullshit all the time. We won't. We don't even talk about band shit. So that's <laughs> that's my. You know, my. I'm in this for the for the fun of it. You know, I'm all about this thing being a vehicle for fun and good times and adventures. Um, and we've i've been really fortunate that there just hasn't been a bunch of fucking lame fuckers that i've been in bands with where you can't stand them you know I just, yeah I've, avoided, I've, I've gotten rid of those there hasn't been many of them and, and those people that i have you know they're not in the band anymore so uh i imagine if you're gonna call yourself the motivation 
Yeah, if you're going to call yourself the Ripper and have a, like a, a longevity and a career play with all kinds of awesome people, there's probably some some humility, you know, behind the scenes, you would think. <laughs> for me or him? Oh, for the Ripper. <laughs> uh, no, he's, um, like you were talking about. Yeah, he like... doesn't take him. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't um... take himself like super seriously and, and um that was what we were, it was kind of, you know, we're like, okay, so what's it going to be like, you know, because we had the band Cage for the Tremors um, that was the backing band. So the five of us had done plenty, you know, hung out and we're already all homies. We were like, okay, so what is, what's it going to be like with Harry and Tim and we got to walk on fucking eggshells or whatever. And now it's just like <laughs> the seven of us are just like a fucking heavy metal street gang. It's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, but yeah, let's t- let's dive back into the Death Dealer a little bit. Yeah, totally. Um, so we we always have our guests add some songs to our playlist, and I know um, some of your picks that I have here are are from from the Death Dealer. Um, we'll we'll get into our our picks for this episode of Heavy Radio, our Heavy Radio picks, and we'll get back into Death Dealer while we do that. Okay. All right, Eric, what's your first pick that you're adding to the playlist? Yeah. Um, I went to the vaults a little bit. Um, this is by a band called Bitch, and the song is Damnation Alley. Um, I actually heard this come across in a TikTok randomly the other day, and I was like, what is that song? So I had to like go search, and I was like, oh, snap. So hell of a track, super catchy. Um this old school track, just metal as fuck. So definitely go check out "Bitch" with Damnation Alley. I can I say something about "Bitch"? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We kind of just go round robin and jump in at any anything that comes up. Um, yeah, I've heard lots of her music, rock, and she's got a good voice. Um, but I see her online all the time, and she's definitely getting older. But her tits are still fantastic. Anyways, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> We uh breaking news. Breaking news. You heard it here first. <laughs> we have my my first pick from the playlist is uh Seduce with Viper's Bite. So Seduce formed in Detroit in the early eighties. They had songs Any Time or Place and Watching, uh that got plays on heavy metal radio Z Rock. They opened for Vinnie Vincent on one of his biggest tours. Um this just this is something that that I comes through every once in a while, and I gotta crank it. It's seduce with uh, Viper's bite. So we're getting into Sean Peck's first pick here to add to the playlist. It is Cage with Behind the Walls of Newgate off of Ancient Evil. Yeah, that's one of my favorite tracks on that. Um, I got a cool double vocal thing going on the verse and. Um, really cool guitar melody i sometimes go back to the ancient evil album and listen to it and go i'm like i can't believe we thought of all this shit like sometimes i go back and listen to my own stuff going how did we come up with this shit uh but yeah that's probably one of my favorite tracks off the ancient evil album did uh did you do all the lyrics for cage yeah i do i do all the lyrics for everything so what was so what was uh, the inspiration of that? What were you going at with uh, 
behind the walls of Newgate. Well, Ancient Evil was a concept album. It's a horror story, um, like a King Diamond thing, which I actually wrote a full-length book for. We sold out of the book. I actually just sold three more on the internet, and I don't have three copies. i got to try and figure out <laughs> where to find three copies of the book. So, yeah, I actually you know, finished a whole 150-page paperback book that like adds more to the story. And it's, it's like in the 18, late 1800s in England, and Newgate was an actual real prison. I did a bunch of research for the time period of what the whole prison system was. The main character um, is, is a higher up in this particular prison, and um, they're sneaking bodies out of there that they can experiment with, with this Egyptian uh, frickin' medical dude. And... Um, his, metal. Yeah, yeah his, awesome. Uh, and I is sick and yeah, it it's a cool story. You guys got to check it out. From what I knew about it, awesome. I knew. I mean, I could tell Newgate was was a prison, and I was just and then I knew it was to some extent that it was a real prison. So I was just curious of some more background on that. That's cool. Yeah, the, back back then, you know, they would they would have public hangings. They would have like twenty people lined up to hang women and men all together. And they're like, you're accused, and like, they, everyone's gathered around a watch, and they'd hang like 20 people. And then if you were in prison, it depended like how much money you kind of paid for your own shit. So if you're pretty wealthy, like you were like totally set up in prison, and but if you were poor, like you didn't have shit. Um, it's kind of a, a weird system. So I, you know, the more I studied that whole, you know, I did like I said, lots of research uh, to to make that. Uh, story you know time period accurate so definitely check out i think i'm going to put out the i have the audio book that i did i think i'm going to actually release that for free pretty soon uh through the social media stuff so if you're listening to this keep an eye uh to the cage page and we might put a link to download the audio book for free totally cage behind the walls of newgate sweet crank that on the heavy radio playlist and what's your next track eric yeah yeah see my next one is by a band called hardcore superstar no i'm not don't relation to idge the wrestler um the song is called above the law um it's, it's real catchy kind of like uh um maybe late 80s stuff like it's like one of the, like a three minute uh track it's got a lot of hooks in it super catchy like i like rock metal maybe so maybe some more like the hair hair zone but like um super catchy i had not heard of these cats before um but yeah definitely check out hardcore superstar above the law this chorus gets stuck in my head all the time now so definitely check it out sweet my uh my next track for the playlist is beast maker beast maker with clouds in the sky uh this is some doomy goodness from fresno california and uh I was digging further into them. It looks like they put out lots of content, uh, beastmaker.bandcamp.com. So it seems we had kind of got into some of the competing ways to release music. And I think when it comes to uh, those types of of services, I've felt the best about, about Bandcamp. And a lot of bands do release a lot of physical content um, through there. So, Mm -hmm. and it also feels like they, you know, give people more, give artists a, a fairer cut than some of the others. So hopefully the competition with things like that will hopefully uh, 
improve that whole scene there. Um, Trevor Church is the guitar and vocals in Beastmaker. Um, and his his dad actually um, was Bill Electric Church from Van Morrison, Montrose, and the Sammy Hagar Band. And he said back, uh, back in the day, uh, Van would only let them do three takes of a song. If you fucked up, it goes on the record. So they've tried to carry that mentality. Uh, so it's good to see <laughs> a young band, you know, with some of those uh, old school um old school type dude, you know, watching over them. So, so that's kind of cool. Right. And then, uh, Sean, the next track that Sean has added to the playlist, it was curse of the heretic from death dealer, the war master album. Ah, oh, so good. That, um, that's probably my favorite death dealer song. One of them, but definitely in the top three, we did a sequel to that on the new Concord Lands album called The Heretic Has Returned, which is a really good song. But that one, the middle of that song is got this insane King Diamond, Dimu Borgir epic thing that's like, I'm so proud of that part. I remember I sent it to the bass player, Mike Davis. I go, dude, just check this out. I just did this. He was just like, holy shit, dude. I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, nice. Really fun to play because the, the the opening that whole riff is just so freaking the crowd always like explodes when we play that live. So it's yeah, really, it's a hard. It's a motherfucker to sing live. God damn, <laughs> every time I fucking yeah. There's so you know I pack in so many fucking words you know, and so I'm like, I never shut up in my songs, and that just makes it. <laughs> you know even more difficult <laughs> if you just keep singing all the time yeah but uh that of war master pick it up that whole album is amazing and this is one of the gems off it curse of the heritage yeah death dealer album nice. war master and and i really think uh one thing i've noticed from from following and being a fan of ross the boss for for a long time is he always surrounds himself with people that it's like almost pushes his playing you know he, he always plays on 10, pushes him to 11, and then always like, how do you get to these new heights and these new epic building riffs? And this, I think this one is definitely of his career. This is one of the the peaks for sure. Great, great riffing from Ross the Boss. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's see. My uh, my next pick for the week is a band called Jerusalem, and this song is Primitive Man. Um, I guess proto metal, proto uh, doom metal. Um, I don't like when this had to have come out. This people had to have like, been losing their minds because nothing sounded like this. Um, so definitely, if you if you love doom metal, stoner metal, just like the the formative days like the early sabbath days definitely check out jerusalem with primitive man that, that whole album is great is that the band from sweden um i believe so they only had a couple records i believe way back in the 70s like early to mid 70s like this is from i'm just going top of dome here <laughs> but this uh because um, I remember when I found this track, I was like, I thought it was from the 80s, but then I was surprised to find out it was like the early 70s. It was the only thing out at the time that was that heavy. It had to have been like Sabbath. Um, 
So I was really amazed. Yeah, it's got to be the same band. What I remember hearing is, so they're from Sweden, and they were like a, a popular band that they kind of considered themselves Christian rock, but then all of a sudden, like, these mobs in Sweden started calling them the devil's music. And I know they like got an actual ban and their touring like vehicles were destroyed. And like, it was this huge, it was this huge thing. Like they were just, they were just so heavy that even though they were Christian rock, they were automatically the devil's music. And, and they definitely fought for, uh, fought to be able to play that heavy radio music. That's for sure. It was too heavy for the country of Sweden <laughs> as a whole. Yeah, their lyrics. There's nothing like demonic or uh, spooky about the lyrics at all. It's just the music is so <laughs> fucking heavy. It must have been. They it. brought they brought Sweden they crazy. brought Sweden to the next level for hard Sweden hard said, rock hey, what is and heavy this? metal. Broke broke the boundaries. <laughs> but yeah, That's uh, and we uh, so the next track that I'm adding to the playlist comes from uh it is detent or detente with widow's walk they were formed in 1984 in los angeles california um ross robinson was actually a member he was uh, went on to be a producer on you know records by sepultura and corn and all kinds of people uh but yeah just some some ripping uh heavy stuff very uh very intense uh widow's walk from detente and uh next up we're adding to the playlist uh from sean peck we are adding fly or die from the three tremors record let's get into fly or die sean yeah um it was just december 7th uh not too long ago this song was about pearl harbor i mean i'm like I said, you know, I'm writing songs about witches and demons and fucking war. Like any red-blooded American metalhead should write about. Not about my feelings and how freaking sad I am and the girl that left me. Although I do have a ton of sexual innuendo love songs that none of my bands will <laughs> want to take on. And they're fucking great. And I got to put them out someday because all of my bands are too metal for that kind of shit. But uh, I'm like, dude, Judas Priest, half their songs are fucking love songs. Van Halen. Ain't talking about love. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Fly or Die is a song about Pearl Harbor. And uh, many people have called it the ace is high of the modern age. And that's a moniker I love to take killer music video we did for it check out the music video online on youtube uh came out fucking amazing and um it's a great song it always goes over fantastic live and i love playing it probably could be one of my favorite if not the favorite off that record for me fly or die the three tremors yeah one thing uh so how did that one work out with three tremors did you have a collaborative effort on lyrics and concepts or did you each do some no you know when we we wanted the the, putting the three tremors record together period was such an ominous task i mean when you read the accounts from rob halford and dickinson on like why the three tremors didn't happen they were like talking about how difficult it would be so 
us as Cage went and like literally wrote all the music and the lyrics, and I sang all the songs, and that just to make it easier, you know, so that we could just get it done. And um, they definitely put their own spin on it. That's why we have the solo versions because each guy sang the entire song on their own. Yeah, I and, that was um, definitely something. It's just easier to, to complete that. That was something I noticed, which I'd never yeah. known to really be done before, that I thought was really cool, um, that you could get the versions of the songs from each individual vocalist as well. Yeah, and they're real, I mean, Ripper's version of the album is probably my favorite album he's ever done. It's so good. And, uh, you know, we, we're almost done with the new Three Kremers record. We have, I think, 10 of the 12 songs done. So that's coming out probably second quarter next year. And that's, you know, going to be really good. And uh, I don't know whether we'll do solo versions for that one or not. We have them, whether we'll put it out, I don't know. But uh, the, the, the Three Kremers solo versions, you know, still selling. And uh, three discs in one package and a killer digipack and the packaging for that thing. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like incredible the way that thing came out. We have these three like kaiju monsters for each guy's album cover. It looks fantastic. Uh, yeah, Fly or Die. Hell yeah. Crank it's Fly or Die, Three Tremors. Hell yeah. And now we'll get into our newer tracks, Heavy Radio, new tracks. What you got, Aaron? Yo, I got Raging Speedhorn with Doom Machine. Um, this track is awesome. It is. It reminds me of like the first couple Black Label albums when it's just, it's like grittier and uh, and grimy and, um, it's got a speed about it. Like, I guess maybe like the tone wise, it's in the Doom realm, but it's just it's driving. Like, there's nothing slow about it and. Uh, Real aggressive band, uh, Raging Speedhorn. Um, uh, I just discovered these cats made in the last month, and really excited to to dig into their catalog. And the song is uh, Doom Machine. Crank it, crank it to eleven. My uh, next new track comes from to. Mr. Bungle with Sudden Death. I've been just spinning this one since it came out. Um, Mr. Bungle yes. released their first album in over two decades, and of course brought along scott ian and dave lombardo uh and this to me just sounds like a really just crazy and cool to hear mike Patton with um uh, with scott ian and dave lombardo and it almost hits that that mod uh, sod spot of where there's there's funny stuff not mm. not always super serious just zany off the wall but the riffing and the and the drumming are are on point for sure uh, so that's Mr. Bungle with, with Sudden Death. And uh, the next next that, new um, track. Let me say yeah. something about... Let me say something. Wait a second. Time out. Time out. Let me say something about that. So that was off the Easter... The freaking Blah Blah Rabbit yeah. Easter Bunny yeah. album or whatever. Is that what that was from? Yeah. So, okay. So when, you know, the the, the Death Dealer Conquered Lands, you know, you're tracking the Amazon charts. Is it, we made it up to like number seven. And I'm seeing this thing at number one, this fucking wrath of the easter bunny i'm like what in the fuck is this bullshit and so and then and so you know of course i just go right to my free youtube premium and i get to listen to the album just for free just click it mm -hmm. and there it is why buy it when i can just click a button and listen to it for free uh you know i'm being sarcastic of course 
And uh, I started listening to it, and some of those ri- I know it was done like a long time ago, and they're putting. The- I finally learned what it was. Uh, some of those riffs literally like, dude, that riff is from this Exodus <laughs> song. This riff is from this Anthrax song. This riff is from this Slayer song. I mean, I thought it was like a cover album at first. That the riffs were so, like, I'd already. There's heard definitely a vibe, you know. And they're like, oh well, yeah. It reminded yeah, me of uh, some of it reminded me reminded me of that to. Soldier of Metal that track that um, that Ross the Boss produced from Anthrax. There was definitely a vibe for sure. Yeah, some of those riffs, I swear, I could pick out, like, that is this. And um, I was tripping out. I mean, I listened to the whole record. It was cool, for sure. But um, I just didn't know how something called The Wrath of the Easter Bunny could be number one on this fucking <laughs> Amazon metal charts for, yeah. like, a week straight. I was pissed off. Like, what in the fuck is this stupid <laughs> shit? Anyways, go ahead. And then you see, oh, 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 oh Dave Lombardo sure. and Scott Ian. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the uh, next yeah. new track we're, we're popping off is going to be, this one is from Death Dealer, and this is Conquered Lands, oh. uh, this is I'll Slay from Conquered Lands. What, do you mean Slay or Be Slain? Oh yes, yeah, Slay or Be Slain, that's right, Slay or Be Slain from Conquered Lands. Yeah, I'm like, do we have a track on there? No, I just typed about? it and uh, had a, a typo, Slay or Be Slain from Conquered <laughs> Lands. Now that song, um, I tried doing with Cage and we just kind of like just weren't vibing on it and then... I got I took it over to Stu and then we had you know I, we had it done and then we made a last minute change on the verses which made them better and um, that song like I said I wrote that song so long ago and that was one that I really had I had kind of all the vocal melodies and lyrics together and then they the guys kind of came in and you know Stu made some magic guitars to it and we really made that one shine yeah that's a cool one that that was like I was writing the song and I'm like you know, I just, I had the title Slay or Be Slain, and then I'm like, what the fuck is this song about? Like, I was, I didn't know what to write, but like, I'll just start writing a generic, like, running into battle, man of war, uh, barbarian, and, you know, Dungeons and Dragons world, you know, uh, thing, and I just kept writing it, and it came out really cool, so, uh, there's not a lot of deep meaning to this song, it's just a badass Freaking heavy metal ride into battle song and drink some fucking beer. Sometimes it's been called yeah, for. It, it is definitely, uh, it was definitely what the riff and the song calls for, for sure. Excellent, excellent prank, prank death dealer with Slay or Be Slain. Hell yeah. Um, uh, see, my, my last new pick for the week, my last pick for the week. Is a band called Purgatory, and the song is called Stack 'Em Up. Um, this just dropped. It is uh, just a brutal band, um, super aggressive. Um, it's definitely in the thrash, old school thrash fans for sure. Um, it's it's brutal. I don't know a better way to describe it. It's just like skate thrash aggression. Um, but definitely check out Purgatory. Uh, with uh, stack them up, it's it's awesome. It caught my attention like right away, and I was like, "Oh, these these cats got it." So, 
definitely check them out. I'm uh, I'm definitely bringing the Death Dealer um, with my last new track. This is Every Nation World of Metal, and I just I love the video. I love the concept. Just uh, because it's true, it's almost any anywhere you go on the planet, you can find some of the most um, loyal and and uh, cool people that'll just hand you you know, hand you a beverage and rock out with you. And uh, I like that this song just kind of brought that, uh, you know, brought that whole idea to to the the song with uh, Death Dealer with Every Nation World of Metal. Yeah, um, the thing, like like I said, I've been finding, you know, there there is with this divisive world that we're in right now, um, there are some, like, you know, on social media, some factions, especially in the Prague Power USA crew that's out there, um, of the, you know, gnarly virtue signalers, shamers, you know. Uh, There's a lot of factions now. Like I said, some of the press, some of these people that are, you know, like the people are, are trying to kind of be, uh, heavily woke in the heavy metal world when we don't need that in the heavy metal world. Like we're already, we're already woke. We, we don't, you know, Rob Halford came out as gay and no one gave a fuck. And that was in a time when it sure as fuck wasn't that cool to be gay. You know, um, we're, we're not, we're already past racism. We're past all that shit. It doesn't matter what kind of freak you are or what kind of problems you have or what kind of religion you subscribe to. If you're wearing an Iron Maiden shirt and I see you at the liquor store, we're like, what's up, dude? You know? Yeah. And so I would say the big one, even like peace in the Middle East, like people that are from these countries that are told they should be hating each other and fighting each other can like, you know, when something like fucking Iron Maiden or Blind Guardian or Death Dealer comes to their ears they can you know raise up raise up and cheers and and uh, have some brotherhood yeah i mean we played you know in israel three times you know and you're in there with with that whole that whole environment but you know it's definitely you know it's that's why i don't sing about politics and if i do it's you know it's veiled in metaphor and it's just about liberty and rebellion and shit mm -hmm. and i don't talk about politics in, in social media, I mean, sometimes I'll talk about it, but I don't post about it because I need every fan that I can get and I don't want to alienate anybody. But, you know, heavy metal is meant to be, you know, an escape. You know, if you want, there's all that shit is everywhere and, and metal is meant to be an escape. And that's why these Tommy Lees and whoever the fuck else are on Blabbermouth saying this politician is stupid. There's like 5,000 comments telling him to fuck off no matter what side he's on. <laughs> um, because, you know, we're not listening to you. We're listening to you to play shout at the devil, not what your opinion is on healthcare. And yes. plus, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, anyways. So, <laughs> like, they have, they, they, none of these guys have an informed opinion about anything. We're going to um, have but, a. Um... A Tommy Lee versus Ted Nugent drum versus guitar battle on, you know, whether Obamacare should be repealed or not. 
<laughs> and it, and yeah, it'll be I'll horrible. Sure that's our next year. <laughs> but that was the point of the song. Every nation was like, you know, if the world was all metal, we never would fight. We'd just bang our heads and get drunk every night. Um, that was the point. And the guy that did the lyric video just did a great because I couldn't like, you know, we had some loose ideas and what we could put in there. And he's like, dude, I got this. And he put together that thing with all the propaganda posters, and it was amazing. So more people. More people need to see that video, uh, Every Nation, but um, it's got a great chorus, and it's a really good song, and it has a really cool message. Hell yeah. yeah. The uh, And then the last new track we're closing off this episode and this playlist strong is Death Dealer Running with the Wolves from Conquered Lands. Wow. That was a, that was a fun one. I mean, um, Stu had that title as a reference title and so i just kind of went with it you know and then it's another one so we the, the music's there the title's there and now i'm like okay what the fuck am i singing about running with the wolves <laughs> and so uh i kind of just did you know sometimes it's fun just to make a song about heavy metal kind of like every nation but like being in a band and i was just like you know where you don't say some funny lines in that song. You know, it's all about being at a death dealer show and we'll make the stage explode and all that shit. The video can the video is amazing because we got to use the footage from that big arena tour that we did. And um, it's got some great lyrics. I must say so myself, like don't, don't bring your girlfriend or you'll leave here alone. Our reputation <laughs> breaking hearts dreams and homes i love it <laughs> the uh this one definitely made me miss uh made me miss the live show environment so it definitely worked with me and kind of that just the fun of, of being at a heavy metal concert so yeah definitely i think it was uh on point for sure yeah they got a, they got a great review and lots of views and um definitely helps sell the record that's a good good pick yeah so definitely check out if you have not already been cranking go to steel steelcartel.com and check out the new death dealer because you will you will not be disappointed you'll be blasting this all year probably and then you'll have a new you know the next two death dealer albums to look forward to yeah, that's right. There's, there's going to be, there's Death Dealer as far as the eye can see, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. But yeah, this has been another episode of Heavy Radio. Crank it and uh, yeah, play it loud. <laughs>